from the former convent of the Good Shepherd overlooking Inwood Hill Park in New York City. Welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where you meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes that make their home in what we affectionately call Upstate Manhattan. I'm your host, Aaron Sims, and today we welcome writer Dorcas Ramos. Dorcas is a Washington Heights Inwood-based writer and illustrator. She writes for various publications, both in print and online, all the while managing and designing her own stationery company, Porcupine Hugs. Her writing has been featured in Travel and Leisure and TravelandLeisure.com, BET.com, Latina and Latina.com, Parents Latina, Time Out New York, Time Out New York Kids, The Manhattan Times, and many other publications. She is also the deputy director of Uptown Stories, a local nonprofit that offers small group writing workshops for children ages 8 to 18. We're going to talk about her work and so much more, but first... I mean, welcome you, Dorcas, to Inwood Artworks On Air. It's great to see you. Hi, it's so nice to see you, too. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. It's been a long time. I so know. What have you been doing the past two or three years? Oh, my goodness. I feel like, has it been that long? I think so. I think, I think I've seen you in the, in the flesh. Obviously, I've seen your digital presence on the social channels. Yeah, no. I mean, the past two years have been a blur, I'm sure, as it's been for most of us. But... Honestly, I've been really just working on Uptown Stories and helping them grow and, you know, forging some new partnerships with local organizations. So that's been keeping me plenty busy. I bet. I bet. Well, it's so awesome uh, what you're doing with Uptown Stories, and I want to get into them. Uh, but I think we need to take a step back first, what what, what lights your fire, uh, because um, you're such a per- – as you hear me rattle off, you know, just a, a – an inkling of your great accomplishments um, and your, your long his- history, um, and, but it's, it's all tied in to the art of writing. Mm-hmm. And so I want to know, where does your passion from writing and art come from? Oh my goodness. So, I mean, obviously for as long as I can remember, I've just always, I, I always say like writing and art have, you know, each has a half of my heart. And if I'm doing too much writing, then the part of the part of me that loves to do art and illustrate, illustrate, feels a little left out. So I'm always kind of bouncing between the two. But, you know, I started from writing in my journals and uh, always having a hard time communicating verbally. Uh, so I would always just cling to, to the page and, and, and just write whatever I was thinking, whatever I felt I couldn't express out loud um, with friends or family. I would always just journal a lot. <laughs> so if anybody gets on your brother or your sister or your parents, get on... <laughs> Look at this lady right here, okay? It's proof of it. It works. Buy the kid a journal. Let the kid absolutely. do a thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, when did you I start? Would just, how old were you? How old was I? I mean, I think I have my first diary when I was like first grade. Oh, wow. Kindergarten, yeah. And I still have those journals Came with from the penmanship back. book, apparently. Uh, my penmanship <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> I bet. I, I calligraphy, all of that. Anything it's a lost having, start. Yes, yes. And I mean, if anyone needs an amazing pen, I'm the person to ask because i'm all about the stationery well which... we're gonna get to that second i think mm-hmm. too well so just starting as a young as a young person um and as i mentioned you you contributed work to many publications however today you are a freelance writer and illustrator mm-hmm. um but you didn't start out there i didn't say you started in first grade but <laughs> um but can you talk about uh truthfully how your journey from realizing your talent from the journal entries and saying you have a passion and translating that into where you are now here in your profession. Mm-hmm. So 
I actually went to college for something completely different. Uh, I went to, I have my undergraduate degree in architecture, even though I've from always... Syracuse? From Syracuse? No, from no. New York Institute of Technology. Because okay. uh, our high school had us choose majors. Okay. And so up until that point, I didn't realize that you could make, I felt like if you liked writing, the only thing you could do was be an author. Okay. And I didn't want to write a book. So I felt like, well, that's not a path I'm going to pursue. So I went into architecture because I like to draw. And and soon into my undergraduate uh, studies, I realized like I do not want to do this. And so I started writing for the paper, for our campus paper. And I ended up devoting more time to those articles and that work than my actual architecture projects. <laughs> uh, so I was like, oh, there's something here. Yeah. And, and I realized, oh, wow, journalism. I, I just didn't grow up realizing that that can be an option for me because um, then, you know, when you're growing up as an immigrant kid, you, you know, you're a doctor or a lawyer, architect, like some something big. And you grew up here in Washington Heights, Inwood, right? I did, yes. I'm born and raised from Washington Heights and Inwood. And so I, I ended up applying to Syracuse for journalism, which I'm sure was quite the upset to my parents, but <laughs> they still supported me. Hey. Tell your parents you're going to the theater. That's really crazy, <laughs> true, all right? True. You got nothing. Yeah. Journalism, there's a paycheck in that <laughs> at the end of that graduation, hopefully. I know, I know. Yeah, so so I went to um, Syracuse for uh, for a one-year program there and and then just been freelancing. And I the first freelance gig that I had was at the Manhattan Times. Just, wow. just searching, okay, what's local? What You know, I'm from here. I know these stories. Was Deborah Lee there then too? Yes. Yes, she Straight. was. Yes, she was. Um, so, so yeah, so that was my first, my first gig covering local, like the kayakers, uh, leaving from the Dyke. Is that your first story? The kayakers? One of them. One of, that was one of the first stories. Wow. Yeah. Covering, uh, events at the United Palace and things like that. Coogan's. I sure. did a profile on them. Wow. So, so yeah. Fantastic. And look at you now on, you know, national publications. Yes. Yes. So after that, I was working at Latina Magazine. And still freelancing. I've never not been freelancing. That's incredible. You you, you know that's unique, right? How? What? Well, some people go get jobs and 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 stay with a corporation. Uh-huh. Like like they go particularly journal. And I'll say this in the journalism vein, mm-hmm. they'll go to not to say they don't write article write for people and, and they'll freelance through different means. But like you hear people writing for the Times, writing writing for the. Um, uh, particularly if, if I guess maybe New York City might be different, and, and I mean the digital age has helped mm-hmm. push things out differently too. But um, you know, I'm from Cincinnati, like you were from Cincinnati Enquirer, like only a couple public, the Enquirer or the Post or something like that. Um, if, or you're you're working for the New Yorker, and you have certain, you know, this, you have to hit these words every episode, every issue. So I, I find that there's somewhat um, like you have your bread and butter ones. I guess I'm talking. You have your mm-hmm. bread and butter gigs. Um, that hopefully are you, your standards are going to keep you going, and sure you can write for something else if you want to. But uh, I find it really fascinating and, and totally amazing that you're able to piece together a career basically as a catch as catch can. Well, I'm not going to say that that's entirely because I wanted to. Uh, it's because it's it's such a volatile business, yes. the magazine world, and I could be working in one place and then that publication folds like it closes down and or they'll lay off 50 people in one go and or budgets get sliced so 
I learned early on, like, so I'm at Parents, Lat- Parents Latina, Latina Magazine. I was there for about two years. And they let, they, it, they let pretty much all of us go. And, and then I, you know, then I, luckily I was already, I was still freelancing for other places. And so then I went to, I think, Travel and Leisure was after that. And, you know, sometime after that, I got let go from there as well. Because, you know, there was no more money for the special, uh, special issues department. Uh, so I, I learned early on to always have something else in another burner, right? Nice. Because then I can just like move, jump onto this other thing. And then yeah. I was at BET.com for five years. And when that ended, I was already working for some other place. So that's just been my journey. I'm always kind of, well, what else am I juggling? Yeah, I'm, I'm, my friends joke and say that my job is finding more jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I am never, this is probably the first time in a very long time. At Uptown Stories that it checks off so many of the boxes of the things that I enjoy doing and I feel like I feel like I have a purpose and that I am giving forward to my community and it's just it's just been fantastic. Let's turn our attention to that. Uptown Stories, if you didn't know already, uh, inspires kids to discover and develop their inner voices in a diverse community of writers. Um, so can you tell us how, about how Uptown Stories give support to enable young authors to thrive? Yeah, so we, we kind of are based on the, the idea that sometimes at school, kids do not enjoy writing the things that they have to write at school, right? You know, we have the five paragraph essay and it has to have an introduction and a conclusion. And so we're really built on the idea of what would kids write they could just write about whatever they wanted if they didn't have to follow these strict rules and all of that. So we really want kids to have this space to play with words and just be as imaginative as possible and not feel like they're doing it right or wrong or, you know, just love for the love of writing. And so we have classes on all different kinds of genre, like poetry, and uh, I do some journalism workshops and picture book writing and fiction, nonfiction. Uh, We also have screenwriting. So we have all kinds of different genre for kids, like you mentioned earlier, around eight years old and up. And, and yeah, and so they they meet, you know, once a week, for a couple hours a week, and and they really start to build a community Mm -hmm. within themselves. And we have kids that started when they were nine, and go on to graduate high school and they like they keep coming back year after year and then they want to volunteer with us and intern with us wow. and so it's like we tell them you, you can't ever get rid of us <laughs> you're, you're once you're once you're a part of our family you're your your family for life i love it i love how you cultivate community through writing yeah um, so can you give us a few examples of what the most popular workshops yeah. you guys offer right now? Yeah, so, I mean, we have Jane LaCroix, who's, and, and most of our teachers are all local, mm-hmm. me and um, our other two uh, staff that help run the program are also from Washington Heights and Inway, so we're all very local, and, and we're not really interested in expanding, you know, even to the whole city or nationwide, we're very... Downtown stories, and East Town... It just does it, not it, have it a ring, no, ring to it, right? no, 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 yeah. and we're very, uh, we like to say inch wide, mile deep. So we really want to focus on making an impact locally with our students, with our kids here, um, instead of trying to spread ourselves too thin. Yeah. Because, you know, there's so many kids that need the help here, right? right? So, so some of our more popular ones are, you know, Jane LaCroix has a couple of 
poetry workshops and she's she's like I think she's like a wizard. You'll see her. She goes to Fort Triumph Park for her workshops and they'll just be inspired by nature. And like, she's just such a magical teacher. Uh, She's like the little pipe piper with all of her kids, like following behind her. And uh, we have also Stacy Davidowitz who teaches our elements of fiction class, which is if, if it's a child that has never taken a writing workshop, is kind of interested, that's a really great beginner class because uh, you do learn the foundations. We do still teach, uh, you know, some of the rules, and then they have the option to break them if they want, right? So the Elements of Fiction is also a really great beginner workshop. Um, what else? I mean, I have to I have to plug my own Let's class. Say, or, yeah. or, I mean, come on. Here yeah. we go. So I have, uh, I've been teaching a picture book writing workshop that's bilingual. And we meet at Word Up Community Bookshop. And so the kids get kind of free reign of the, the whole store. They can pull books, get inspired. We, you know, Word Up has provided some free books to the kids as well. And, and I have to say, little kids, because I have the younger kids, writing picture books for kids is the most adorable thing. It's so cute. <laughs> yeah, I can tell it really fills you. And just so you know, people as well, um, they're pay what you can classes. They are. They are. They are. So we or pay what you will. Yeah. Pay what you can, meaning mm-hmm. that whatever a family feels they, they can afford or contribute toward their kids uh, workshop. And the workshops are, you know, 10 weeks long, typically. Yeah. And we never ask for proof of income or we don't provide scholarships uh, because we feel that, I don't know, scholarships kind of makes it a bit of a comp- competitive thing amongst the kids. Yeah. And, and we don't want any family to feel shame in having to show that they can afford something. So we just take your word for it. You know, whatever you feel that you, if it's $10 for the whole workshop, we are happy to have you and your child. That's really great. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope people are taking advantage they of are, it. They are. They are. I have to say, you know, about 80% of our families pay reduced tuition. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, well, in addition to the workshops, I understand you also publish a print anthology and an online magazine called Uptown Inc. See, it rings nicely, right? Yeah. Um, so what distinguishes those two? Yeah. So so the anthologies ha- is something that you know the company has been doing for years where we collect all of the work that the students have created over the course of the semester. So across all of our workshops and over the course of the years, these books are hefty. They're nearly 600 pages. It's a pages. lot of work for a it year. It is so much work. <laughs> they are so prolific, especially the poetry kids. Um, so we collect it and we print these books and the covers are designed using the artwork that the kids have created. And one of us will color, like turn it into color and design and lay out the cover. And each child gets their own copy for free. And there's also copies being sold at Boonie Coffee, as well as Amazon and Word Up Bookshop. Yeah, but the kids are so thrilled to see their stuff. They're, they're legit authors. That's really great. I, I mean, and how better than leaving your class at the age of eight with a publishing credit? Yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> right. And they You're have little like, bios. Like, in forget the, the end. diary, mom. I'm going to take this class and I'll be published off. You can buy it on Amazon. Exactly. You, you. If I had had that when I was younger, I would have saved myself four and a half years of architecture. <laughs> <laughs> you tell you, so I think I think the first thing you do is you have a pitch packet to the parents saying, avoid a four-year college. Just come here yeah, and get them started yeah. here and get the tools you need. They will learn so much more from us. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. You're like, I've been there the four years. Yeah. You don't need to do it. Just yeah. talk to me. Yeah, save yourself the student loan. 
just like exactly. just nurture that nurture this gift that they have well i think it's an incredible opportunity and i hope people take advantage of it um before we go let's talk about porcupine hugs mm-hmm. um go back to your own work and tie it all together mm-hmm. um so it's a Great complicated name because it's full of love and pain, <laughs> it seems. Uh, what a great extension of your passion for writing by giving the opportunity for others to write. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're not teaching, but you're pro- literally providing a canvas for them <laughs> to write. Um, so, uh, and maybe instruction through the art. So, uh, if you want to talk about that and how. Uh, that came to be amongst all the other products you're doing right now. Yeah, yeah. So Porcupine Hugs is a stationary company that I started around 2012. And the name kind of came, I I am very sarcastic by nature. And it sometimes takes people a little bit to realize like I'm being sarcastic because I seem so sweet and I deliver it with like such sweetness and a smile. Um, So Porcupine Hugs was kind of you know, brought up from that, this idea of, you know, it seems sweet, but if you really think about it, it has a little bit of a punch. Um, it's a great band name. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great improv group name. I'll keep that it's in great, mind. You can, you can use this over and over again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll make sure to think on that when I branch out. Um, but yeah, but a lot of the cards and the stationery are hand illustrated, painted with watercolors. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I do have to be honest that it's kind of taking a little bit of a, a back burner while I uh, focus on teaching, but that's, it's always there. Everything, all the classes that I teach merge that writing plus art. And so stationary to me was that mer- like marriage between wanting to share something that was really heartfelt and genuine, but also with art. And it keeps you engaged to that artistic side of yourself that gets jealous of the writing side of yourself. Exactly. Right? I get I get both. I get both. Out. You see how I did that? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Nice. Well, where can people go to um, check out all the cool things you do with Porcupine Hugs? So I you can find me on porcupine hugs.com. Uh, I'm also on Etsy. And and yeah, and I share a lot of, you know, the work, the artistic work that I've been doing on on Instagram at Dorcas Ramos. Uh, and yeah. And where's Uptown Stories located on the web? Where can we find you to so we're sign on... up for a workshop? I know I'm too old, but still, <laughs> I, well, if I can pass it on. Maybe someday. I'm always pushing to expand. Like, I always want to go younger or older. I'm going to take it there. I'm either going to have a starting with pre-K or, or go to... Because um, we have had adults reach out to us and saying like they really want that opportunity to to practice or have their work published which I know we kind of glossed over Uptown Inc but uh, that's going to be a, stu- a student literary platform okay. so any kids that are interested in submitting work uh, can do that at submit.uptowninc.org and and we'll be kind of showcasing the the brilliant work that our kids are creating because the anthologies you had asked earlier, what the difference is between mm-hmm. the print and the digital version is that the anthologies are in black and white inside. And some of these stories and artwork just beg to be shared in color. So, so that's what uh, Uptown Inc is, is going to strive to do. So I'm the one overseeing that project and I helped launch that website to, to really give kids a platform like, okay, so Uptown Inc. includes with the anthology, but more. Yes, and, it'll be and, more. And, it'll be uh, and in color, but like the box set, for instance. Yeah, yeah, Everything yeah. you want, liner notes, everything. Mm-hmm. All the all, all the uh, 
illustrations perhaps yeah it'll have illustrations all in color and also the anthologies take a long time to create so with uptown inc it'll be more frequently it'll be updated every week and also you know kids who aren't part of uptown stories who still want to share their work can do so through uptown inc is Uptown Inc. free as well everything yeah it's free it's you you send it to submit at uptownstories.org i mean uptowninc.org and and i will be on the receiving end of that and and we'll look through your submissions and and post it with a little bio and a photo and all of that that sounds like an invitation to me folks so (laughs) i hope you guys better take advantage of it all right well dorcas uh thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today thank you this was such a this was such a treat it was it was nice getting to see you again and and getting to tell everyone about what we've been doing well I'm looking forward to seeing more from you and for from Uptown Stories. So, uh, listeners, you'll be able to find those links in the description of this episode. So, we'll help get the word out. So, thanks again, Dorcas, for joining me on this Artist Spotlight episode of Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where we meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home here in Upper Manhattan. If you have a comment uh, or anything at all, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, and uh, you can show us some love and tell us about it at uh, uh, Apple Podcasts. You can review us there and give us five stars, I hope. Uh, many thanks to Church of Good Shepherd here in Inwood, NYC for hosting us and to com for local uptown promotional support. Be sure to follow us on social media at Inwood Artworks to keep up with all that we do. It includes the Inwood Film Festival, Filmworks Alfresco, pop-up art galleries, live performances, and so much more. Um, you can support On Air and all of our programming by making a tax-free donation at inwoodartworks.nyc backslash donate. This program is supported in part by public funds from the New York City Department of Cultural Affairs in partnership with City Council. From the top of Manhattan and the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Aaron Sims for Inwood Artworks On Air. <laughs>